Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU releases its post-spring depth chart. Surprises, movement, and omission will break it down. Big weekend for men's volleyball. Setter Robbie Sutton joins us in studio. Plus, men's basketball assistant coach Tim Lacombe talks to us for the first time about Matt Carlino's transfer. Plus, hashtag Logan takeover. Let's get it. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. And now from Studio B, your host, Jerem Jordan and Brian Logan. Holler, welcome to a Monday on BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Monday, April 21st, Jerem Jordan alongside a man who is still pumping iron like he's fighting for a starting quarterback spot, uh, Brian Logan. Radio does not do it, do it justice. TV does. I tried it. See, uh, this is what my, my biceps are saying right now. Uh, like the Old Spice commercial? Where the guy exactly, comes like out of the biceps? Comes out of, I, actually feed, <laughs> I actually feed my biceps, if, if you want to know why they're so big. I, t- I literally take a spoon and I, you know, I open its mouth and I feed him. A man who has biceps that have a mouth. Men's volleyball versus USC <laughs> on Saturday. What a match. BYU, four-match losing streak coming into that. Backup set of Robbie Sutton uh, playing in that. He'll join us in a couple of minutes. And BYU crushes USC. They didn't beat them. They destroyed them. I think that's an understatement. Destroyed. Yeah. We'll get to more on that in a minute and a stat of the day associated with that. Uh, Join the conversation uh, 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN. Link up across BYU Sports Nation wherever, whenever, and sound off on today's Twitter question, Brian. As BYU is in the middle of finals week, what is your worst finals experience, Jerem? I think we all have one. Okay, so New Testament, my senior year, it's like 09. I missed a midterm. So I didn't even take the final. Yeah, I didn't even take, I got an incomplete in that class. I was scurred. So I didn't even take one. Scurred, go to church. Of New Testament. Why did I incomplete a New Testament That's like a, that's, man, that's easy right there. I thought it was easy. You got that. I missed a midterm though. That was the real, it was a scheduling issue. How about you? It was scheduling. Uh, Mine's not so much bad. It's it's, it's actually kind of good. Well, I was late uh, to my American uh, heritage, uh, which was very, very bad. A BYU staple. Uh, Yes, it was was horrible, the feeling. And uh, the the lady didn't want to let me in. Uh, because I didn't shave, I had a beard. You barely got and, in today with that I, beard. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I, right. I, I, <laughs> Our security I, I, guard. I, I turned it up a little bit. I, I made it look presentable. And so I'm like, please let me do this. You know, I, it's going to take me at least five hours. And five? Oh, the test? Yeah, the test. I thought you meant test. to shave. What no, the heck? test. No, the test. Five hours. <laughs> and I was like, please let me get in. I need to get. I need to pass this class. She's like, sorry, you didn't shave. And I was like, well, it's uh, it's against my uh, my religion. And uh, I said, I'm actually Muslim. And I, I trimmed it down and this for, is, for being on campus. And this and is she, a lie. This <laughs> is a straight up lie. It wasn't an ethics She class. looked at me and was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You can go. Just try to get a beer card next time. And I kind of like laughed and, you know, on my way. But I ended up, yeah, I ended up failing <laughs> There's that. There's a lot weird going on there, I ended up failing, up, failing that final. So that, that karma, oh. yeah, kar- karma got, got me. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that you ended up failing that final. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I, I failed it. Well, it got you in the end. Did hey, uh, listen to, and use hashtag BYUSN. Tell us your worst final exam experience. We already have some good ones. We'll get to those in a few minutes. Listen to BYU Sports Nation, noon Eastern time on BYU Radio, Sirius XM Channel 143. Watch the simulcast live on BYU TV and on BYUTV.org. Rise and shout, Cougar fans. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Knowing where they stand. 
BYU football releases the 2014 post-spring depth chart. Some surprises, some knowns on this. Let's break it down right now. Let's start with what we know. You know Taysom Hill's the starting QB, Jamal Williams, Paul Lasique, those guys. You look at wide receiver Mitch Matthews or Ross Oppo at the Z, at the X, Kurt Henderson, a guy that you probably haven't heard of. He had the longest catch of anybody last season at Utah State, a 60-yarder. He's kind of the Skyler Ridley part two. He, yeah, he, he definitely is. He de- he's, he's a hard worker, um, you know, somebody that's not flashy, right? But the interesting thing is that he's over Nick Kurtz. Yeah, Nick Kurtz or Colby Pearson for the backup spot. This is, this is sort of a message, and we talked about this. You were a JC transfer to BYU. BYU and Bronco Mendenhall, they make you earn it, which is, which is fair. But Kurtz comes in with so much hype, he's not even the starter out of spring. That's a that's a message from the coaching staff, that's, right? That, that's straight up message saying that you are not the man anymore. You are are not good like you thought you were, and you need to do some serious work over the summer. Now we we've heard all kind of reports, and I've I've been at practice. Nick has done a a, a good job. He's he very good. he's very smooth and fluid in his transition, and he has great hands. But there's still that mentality of I'm going to break you down. I'm going to break you down. In high school, you were the man. In JC, you were the man. This is a whole different world, my friend. You are nothing. You are not special. And they do it tactfully, though. It's not like you're breaking the kid down where you want to go home and cry. It's, it's not boot camp. No, 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 no. Now, I, don't, I, I can't speak for other schools. But for, for BYU and how, how, how Coach Mendenhall and the staff does it is, is, is they want to get rid of that sense of entitlement. That's, that's, the, that's the first I love thing. It. I love that's, it. Oh, I, I do, too. It's great. And you look at the inside receiver as well. Taryn Houck. You say inside receiver? What is that? BYU has not listed the Y. That was where J.D. Falslev played. That's kind of the Nate Mickle position. What maybe Jordan Leslie will play in the fall. BYU did not even list that. They list inside receiver and tight end. So what's the inside receiver? This is, a, this is essentially a tight end flexed out. Not tight with the line. But Devin Mahina is the starter at tight end. Brian Sampson, uh, the backup. And inside receiver Taryn Houck. Ahead of Brett Thompson, how had a good spring? He had a great spring. He did. He he was probably the the, the surprise player. I think um, him and and Zach Stout. Zach Zach more yes. of I would say Zach more of the story and the situation. Uh, Taryn more of just we really didn't hear about you too much. I mean Brett Brett Thompson had a few nice plays and, and catches before he went on his mission and and played a little bit last year. So for him for 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 Taryn it was more of. You know, emerging and, and being somebody. Uh, whereas as Zach, it was like, wow, that's a great, that's a great comeback story. Absolutely. And Taron Houck, you look at him, you think it's Ross Oppo from a distance, like a more oh, yeah. physical Ross Oppo. He, he is a physical specimen. Six four two thirteen. Now on the defensive side of the ball, your specialty. Let's talk about the secondary. A bit of a surprise here, as uh, you look at the cornerbacks. Jordan Johnson projected to be the field corner despite not playing spring. Uh, and Trent Trammell listed as his backup. Robertson Daniel at the boundary corner. Surprise? This is juicy, man. This is this, this is, is your this, this is, is your this position. Is juicy like gushers. Um, it, <laughs> I, I haven't seen you with gushers, by the way. I'm really surprised I haven't seen you with gushers. Actually, your favorite trait. I have uh, two boxes of gushers in my car right now. Uh, <laughs> I'm very stingy. I didn't want my grandmother actually sent me a, an Easter. Uh, egg basket uh, with gushers in it. Full of gushers. Thank you, thank you, Grant. Yeah, thank you, you watching well. right now and listening. Um, you know, it's it's very it's very interesting. You know, because there's so much talent, and 
you know, you have guys like like Sky Pove that is listed as a starter at free for, safety at, at, at free safety, and we all expected with all of this talent to have Rob move to that safety position. He played spring at free safety. That makes it even more intriguing. And so maybe the coaching staff saw something that they did not like. Maybe they said. He's a better boundary corner. Let's keep him. Let's keep him at corner. Maybe the learning curve, whatever the case is, we we don't like what we see. But something that I think is very interesting is he is getting a lot of looks from NFL scouts at corner. Robertson Daniels getting looks at NFL scouts at corner at, at the cornerback position, but not at safety. Not at safety. One, there's no film on him. Right. Two. He is an average safety. He's 6'2", you know, 200 pounds. Physic- that, physically. Physically. Physically, yeah. he's an average safety. Speed-wise, he's an average safety. At corner, you put, the, you put somebody that's 6'2", 200 pounds, runs a 4'4", potentially maybe 4'3". Now, now at, he's at physically in now the he's a, corner. Now he's the prototype. Right. Now he can guard the 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six receivers that run 4'4". That's a lot more intriguing for an NFL scout. And so... Now you're going. You're, you're you're basing his talent and, his, and and more off of his potential because oh, okay, the kid is six two two hundred pounds. I can teach him how to play corner. A six two two hundred pound safety. You got to show me something. You got to. I, I need some. I need some. I need some hit sticks. I need some helmets flying <laughs> off. I need mouthpieces going into the stands. And so when you don't have that film and and and, and you're not at that prototype. Uh, uh, you, you don't have the prototype body physically, you know, you, you might as well do it. And I think it's a great move for, for the coaches to have to try to get these guys out. Now tell me this. Harvey Jackson started a couple of games in Nebraska, played in 35 games in Nebraska. He signs with BYU. How much did that influence moving Rob the corner? And where does Harvey Jackson fit in? Does he start at free safety? If Rob Daniel is going to play boundary corner, Harvey Jackson is going to start at safety. There you go. Craig Bills at the Cat moves from free safety to Cat, by the way, the strong safety. Sky Pove listed as the free safety. Still, guys, uh, guys still need to get into camp in the fall. I mean, all these receivers we've talked about, uh, Jordan Leslie, Keanu Nelson, Trey Dye, they all need to get here, and then they'll be worked in. This is after spring. Let's talk about the linebackers. The one that sticks out the most is Zach Stout. And we knew that Zach Stout would probably be in a position to be in a starting spot after Bronco Mendenhall said this after the spring game. Maybe the most pleasant surprise so far is Zach Stout. We didn't know where he would be in terms of fitness level and mindset and coming back. And he didn't start as a starter this spring, but if I were to say today who would start at Mike Linebacker, it would be Zach Stout. That's a great story. You said it. It's a great comeback story that Zach Stout is back with the team and is the, the Mike Linebacker right now. Alani Fuas at Sam, Manoa Picula at the Buck and the Will, Bronson Kafusi, D-line, Graham Rowley at left end, nose tackle Marcus Johnson, uh, Marquise Johnson or Travis Tuiloma, and then Remington Peck or Travis Tuiloma. So still, guys still need to get here, but they're all preparing for one thing, Brian. Connecticut, baby. Countdown to Connecticut. One thirty. Yeah, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get weird when it's like six. Maybe I can't I, wait till that. In there. Yeah, exactly. Hey, let's check out some of the uh, other BYU Sports Nation headlines. Hey, karma is the lead in almost everything we do here, but especially right now. Men's volleyball defeats USC in three sets, just pummels them. And I mean, I mean, dominates so much that it's today's stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 
I'm not dancing with you. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> nine! The men's volleyball team beat USC by an average of nine points per set on Saturday. That's like winning by 30 in basketball or football. That's like not showing up at all. <laughs> BYU took it to them. USC didn't know what hit them. Uh, other headlines. Curtis Carr, this is awesome. He ran the fastest collegiate time in the 3,000-meter steeplechase. That's the one where they jump over the water. Uh, over the weekend at the Mount Sac Relays, Ed Eyestone was on the show last week. We'll chalk that up to BYU Sports Nation Carbon. That time, by the way, 8 minutes, 37 seconds, and uh, point, point 0.54. Uh, BYU Rugby beat Dartmouth in the Varsity Cup Super Regionals. Sydney Broderick leveraged BYU Sports Nation Karma Friday night on, on the diamond, went 3-for-3 three three with the homer. And Comcast Sportsnet Bay Area reports Steve Young killed it in gospel doctrine, Brian, after karma. being on the show. That karma right there. Coming up, BYU Sports Nation karma continues all over the place. Bruce, Bruce ba- Brockbank. I think the men's golf team might need some. They just won the WCC championships. He'll be in studio to tell us how in the world does BYU train in the winter and win titles. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Tonight on True Blue, Taylor Sander is in studio after that performance against USC, plus the 2014 Blaney Awards. Watch True Blue with Dave McCann tonight, 8.30 Eastern on BYU TV, and listen on BYU Radio. Our Twitter question today, as BYU is in the middle of finals week, what is your worst finals experience? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We now welcome into the program the WCC Coach of the Year in Men's Golf, the Coach of the WCC Champs as well, Bruce Brockbank. Congratulations on the victory, Coach. Thank you. It was uh, The team played really well. It was fun to be up at Gold Mountain. We played that golf course uh, quite a few times, and to come out on top this year was a, a big deal for you know our team, and, and our players really stepped up when they needed to. We've talked about this this morning in our pre-show meetings. Is, uh, in basketball and football, we see the coach, we see him fired up, we see him throw clipboards sometimes, we see him fist pump. What's it like as a golf coach on the course? Because there's a certain decorum that you need to maintain. Sure. Well, you know, every once in a while you walk over to the golf cart and you kind of have to smack the top of the cart or you push it over a little <laughs> bit every once in a while with, you know, some of those stray shots. But, uh, you know, most of the time you gotta you, you expect the guys to maintain a level head so you try to do the same what's it like when when something good and exciting happens is there like the 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 golf clap or are you like yes like you know kind of like really fast and then you you get back straight okay nobody saw that nobody saw that (laughs) well you know when they hole out shots or do something like that you act like a a clown every once in a while just to keep them loose but most of the time you just keep that level head how about that moment when you knew uh that you had won the wcc championship what was that like as a team you know, uh, these guys have done a great job this year and really proud of them. They're, you know, it's a great group, um, great friendships, uh, you know, for life. And when we went down that last five holes when we needed some birdies and, and the guys stepped up and, and birdied the 17th hole at Gold Mountain is one of the toughest holes out there. And we made two birdies coming in. So it was uh, really satisfying to have the guys step up and, and win like they did. Bruce Brockbank, the men's golf uh, coach, is on BYU Sports Nation. They won the WCC Championship, led by guys like Justin Keeley, Jordan Rogers, Joe Parkinson. We've had him on the program before. Uh, the, these That trio of guys really kind of led your team to victory. Yeah, they, they've uh, played really consistent all year. 
And, uh, you know, the other thing that's helped us is with our four and five guy, we kind of worried about them throughout the year. But uh, that's part of the big part of the reason we've had success at the end of the year is because of Cole Ogden and Jordan Hammer. They've uh, shot some really good scores when the top guys have kind of, you know, had a bad day. So it's been all five guys that have really done a job toward the end of the year. Jordan Hammer. That's a that's a great sports name. Like you're made to be an athlete if your last name's Hammer, right? And, and I'll tell you, no question about it. His dad played uh, basketball up at University of Utah, so to get him to we come, still to like be, him. yeah, we still like him. <laughs> but uh, he's he's one of those uh, kids that uh, he just is the glue that keeps everybody together. Do you guys have like a nickname for laying the hammer? Can, is that appropriate? In, in, they call it, yeah, that, sure. Hammer time is hammer what time. they call oh, it. Hammer time. I'm thinking. I'm a, you know, I'm thinking football. I'm sorry. You know, I, physicalness. I see a future. <laughs> marketing campaign with him in hammer pants or something hammer. like can we hook that up there will be something that's for sure <laughs> the logo on there the the byu golf pants yeah, golf hammer, hammer golf hammer, pants hammer golf pants would that be all right at riverside with, country club hey, let's Provo? get that rolling i'm sure he'll take that one on. <laughs> I, I like it bruce brockbank uh the men's golf head coach is on byu sports nation uh when you prepare now for the ncaa championships tell us when you'll know where you're going and how that works the NCAA Golf Committee will, uh, I think it's going to air on the Golf Channel. on. Nice. It's either the 4th or 5th that evening, and they'll announce the teams that go to the different regionals. There are six regionals, and like I mentioned, 13 or 14 teams at each regional, and you got to get one of those top five spots to get to the national championship the following week. And this year, uh, the... The NCAA Finals for the individual and the team will be on uh, the Golf Channel. So it's an exciting year for men's and women's college golf. Awesome. Where where do you prefer to go if you have a pick? I'd like to go to Eugene, Oregon. Eugene Country Club is, you know, there's a lot of tradition there, and, and the guys are kind of ramped up for that. But, you know, they could send us anywhere. We could be uh, on the East Coast. You never know. So preparing for this and being, you know, kind of cold weather and we're coming out of it, how does that affect you guys and your preparation? Well, you know, in February and March, that was an issue. Right now, we're just, uh, you know, we're playing, trying to play all the golf courses that have really fast, speedy greens. And so we're jumping around quite a bit the next few weeks and, and really just having a good time with the, with the guys and, and trying to keep loose because it's, uh, you know, when we show up to the regional, you got to have your best stuff. And, and uh, I think these guys will step up and get the job done. BYU uh, head coach of the men's golf team, Bruce Brockbank, is on BYU Sports Nation. How in the world does a school like BYU effectively trade during the winter months when you can't golf outside? You're cracking balls off the IPF yeah, walls, well, right? Yeah, we're, we're smacking it off the nets in the, in the IPF. <laughs> but, you know, our guys uh, forever, you know, even since uh, when Carl Tucker was here, we traveled a lot to St. George. And, and uh, you know, we're competing the end of January in Phoenix and, and uh, those warm places. So, you know, whether there's snow on the ground or not here, you've got to – you got to try to find a way to keep your game sh- in good shape. Yeah. I actually remember training for my my pro day and and coming in with you guys and and seeing the golf balls everywhere and trying to kick them out the way to to try to train for my forties. <laughs> but how how does that affect with, with your recruiting? I mean, knowing that you know it, it is an outside sport and and guys know that hey you know it's it's cold weather school. How 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 do you overcome that? That's a great question, and we're still trying to do that with recruiting. But you're going to attract a pretty unique kid. Um, the guys that are looking for warm weather and, and uh, 12 months out of the year, you're probably not going to have much of a chance there. But, uh, you know, as we all know, this is a pretty unique environment, and so we're trying to sell the kids that uh, will, uh, you know, be successful 
when you, there's a lot of good ones. When, when you're when you're sitting in the the the, the kids uh, the recruits living room, just take a picture of the the, the IPF the indoor <laughs> facility and say, hey, we could we could we could turn the heater up to ninety. So don't worry, he's there. You're good. Well, that's when you start recruiting snowboarding and skiing and showing <laughs> the top of Sundance. You can you know? also do this. <laughs> right. There's a lot of uh, good players around the country that like to uh, spend a little time on the snow, so we try to hit them with that a little bit. Awesome. Bruce Brockbank, the men's golf coach for BYU, uh, is on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, I don't know if you uh, have some time for us, but BYU Sports Nation would love to have uh, you know, help you prepare for the NCAA tournament by playing around at some point in the next couple of weeks. Would that be beneficial in any way? Sure. We'll, we'll get you out there. <laughs> you can give us a few pointers, you know. Help us uh, tighten up our putting strokes. I don't know that we can offer anything. We would just love to get out there. To putt-putt, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty legit. Putt-putt? Okay, putt-putt. Mini golf? Yeah, it's called putt-putt, man. Okay, this is, this is real golf. This is, put, like, this like is putt-putt. Hundreds of yards. I'm just saying, I don't know if you're aware. I'm just saying when it's time for putt-putt, I'm, I'm, let, me, let me tag me in. You know what? We might tag need you a little, tag hey, you we need a little afternoon of putt putt, so we need some <laughs> lessons. Bruce, uh, what's your handicap, and how good's your your game? Uh, you know, uh, I've been a zero handicap for quite a while. I don't know if I'm there now. In fact, I played last week with the team, and uh, they put a whooping on me. So I would have to say it's you're in the you know, getting past stage. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, really past player stage, but uh, it, it's sure fun to go out with those guys and and compete a little bit, and you know, every once in a while. Uh, Maybe win a milkshake or something. There you go. Oh, yeah. Bruce Brockbank is on BYU Sports Nation. Our Twitter question today is, uh, what's your worst finals experience? Did you have a, a bad finals experience when you were in college? <laughs> Boy, did I ever. <laughs> <laughs> There's quite a few where you feel like you're prepared and you're, you're going in there to the testing center and you come out and you just got that frown on your face. What happened in there? But, uh, you know, it, it was. I really enjoyed going to BYU academically as well as athletically and, and all the other things, the unique environment. The, but the testing was always difficult for me. Testing center, least favorite building on campus by far yes, for me. Yes. Uh, let's finish with this. I want to ask you about Daniel Summerhays, but if you could sign our BYU Sports Nation flag, we'd love that. Love to do that. Daniel Summerhays, uh, on, the, on the Pro Tour, the PGA Tour now, you have Zach Blair as well as playing professionally. Tell us about Cougars playing in the pros. Well, we have, uh, you know, Mike Weir still out there. Of course, um, yeah. He's doing, his game's coming back. Daniel Summerhays is doing a great job. In fact, last uh, Friday he came down and played with the team. Oh, nice. And it really makes a difference when those guys are right in Right after town. the Masters? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, he didn't play at the Masters. Or, sorry, he had, uh, yeah. 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 But he played with them at Riverside uh, Country Club on Friday and just made it a great day. And it's just nice to have those guys come back. And, and I think I've got... Uh, Mike, we're kind of hooked for two weeks from today. He'll be back in two weeks. And in it's Provo? Just, yeah. Nice. It's just fun for those guys to, uh, you know, our guys to really have a chance to play with those guys that are playing in the big leagues, if you will, or on the PGA yeah. Tour. Very cool. Very cool. Bruce Brockbank, uh, congratulations on the uh, WCC Championship, and good luck in the NCAA Tournament. We'll, we'll hook up the round of, it's not going to be pup-up, right? I'm sorry, of actual golf uh, a little bit later. Perfect. That'll be fun. Thanks for the time. Look forward to it. Bruce Brockbank, everybody, on BYU Sports Nation. Coming up, Tim Lacombe joins us next to give us a coach's perspective on Matt Carlino's transfer from BYU and what they're going to do this summer. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. Life moves fast. Children grow and teenagers move on. Make memories that endure. Laugh together. Cheer together. Spend time together. Build experiences that keep you close even when you're far apart. 
Shop together at the BYU store and make BYU a family tradition of togetherness. A message from your friends at BYUstore.com. All right, Spencer, X's and O's. Coach abbreviation for offense and defense. Let's consider a business. What are the X's doing? Focusing on a goal, making a profit. How about the O's? Ah, out of control expenses, blocking the way. BYU Sports Nation has a sponsor that can help keep the O's under control. Namely, National Processing offers credit card processing for businesses and a commitment to honor customers with responsive service. Learn more at nationalprocessing.com or by calling 800-720-3323. The Larry H. Miller dealerships are proud to rise and shout with the Brigham Young University Cougars. And with thousands of vehicles to choose from in person and online, backed by 46 dealership locations across the nation, your local Larry H. Miller dealer is ready to help any fan with their next vehicle. Because whether you're changing your oil or even your car, we're all about helping. We have 46 dealerships in the nation with many brands, and we've been serving auto needs for over 30 years. Larry H. Miller dealerships, driven by you. Nothing you can do to change what happened, John. I guess they'd feel differently if they knew he was a traitor to his country. I don't think you should say stuff like that. And now we're frozen in place? Our work's outcome will not be denied. I don't know if I can keep doing this. There's something else going on. Watch an all-new episode of Granite Flats this Sunday at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain on BYU-TV. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan, hashtag Logan Takeover, live from Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can follow us at Jerem Jordan and at Brian Logan 7. Download the BYU TV and BYU Radio apps today. BYU TV has an app for Apple and Android products. BYU Radio has one uh, for iOS app for Apple products as well. Resetting some of our top headlines. The football depth chart is out. Broke it down a little bit in the A block. More to come on that. Men's volleyball swept USC. They play Santa Barbara Thursday in the MPSF semifinal. Live on BYU TV at 10 Eastern. And Curtis Carr on the track team runs the fastest time of any collegiate athlete in the steeplechase this season. Qualifying for the NCAA regionals. Congratulations to him. We now welcome in Tim Lacombe, BYU basketball assistant coach, a regular on the program. Tim, how is uh, the postseason treating you now? Things are going well. Uh, just really engaged in the next phase, which is uh, getting our guys through this semester uh, and uh, getting some things done for recruiting, uh, doing some things for scheduling. So just staying busy with all the craziness of uh, Division One basketball. It's hard enough just to manage Eric Meek and get him out on the mission, right? Oh, man. Just that by itself. Just that by itself. You, you guys have talked to him enough to know that that's, that's the challenge. Um, <laughs> We actually went to lunch with Eric last week. He's doing great. He's excited to get out there, and uh, he's actually doing really well in school too. So, wow, he, he's a great kid. Okay, yeah, he said he's getting fat. Is this true? Uh, I think it's all relative, right? <laughs> <laughs> if you look like me and say that, or if you look like my like Brian here, who's you're just commenting on how fit he is, you know. That's don't you know? Don't get the slim the slim fit shirt and the the skinny yeah. jeans. That's what, that's all it is. It's, uh, I'm know, trying to yeah. move into that phase, man. I'm, I'm, still, <laughs> I'm still loose fit everything. Who's the best student on the men's basketball team? Best student on the men's basketball team, uh, probably 
Josh Sharp. Hmm. My guess. Mm. For some reason, I feel like I could have guessed that. I don't know why. Mm. Yeah. I don't know why. Looks, he, some he, people seems, just look smart. he seems like he would be the best student. But I don't think anybody's rivaling my, my GPA in college, so we're which, safe. Which was? Um, a three six eight. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Right. Fantastic. I don't, don't want right. to say mine. So. With tutors too. Come on, Brian. <laughs> Tim Lacombe, BYU basketball assistant coaches on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, you guys went to the Final Four coaches convention. Tell tell us about that experience and why you go down to that every year. Uh, just it's it's a place where all the coaches in Division One are for the week, and um, you know it's an opportunity to to get together and talk about different things, talk about strategy. Uh, they have clinics going on. You you can kind of just exchange ideas, and then there's head coaches meetings, assistant coaches meetings. Um, there's some scheduling meetings, you know, that I went to, uh, but all in all, it's just an opportunity to kind of everybody get together, talk about rules, legislation, everything else, and then, you know, watch the games and, and every time we hope, you know, we're going to be there someday. That's kind of the goal. Tim Lacombe is on BYU Sports Nation. This is the first time we've been able to talk to you post Matt Carlino transfer. Uh, when and how did you find out that Matt decided to transfer? Um, Coach meets with the guys every year, has a year-end year end interview. Uh, during that interview, Matt, you know, had co- kind of come to that interview, had made the decision to uh, to move on and talked with his family. So just found out shortly after his meeting with Coach. And what was the reaction uh, from the coaching staff? Were, were you surprised at all? Yeah, I mean, obviously a little bit surprised. And, and if if in a perfect world, wish that it wouldn't happen, but it's kind of the reality of Division One basketball and actually Division One sports in general. Um, it's it's kind of a decision that he made. And uh, at this point, you know, being 19 days ago or whatever, uh, we certainly want the very best for Matt, want him to get into a situation that he's going to be happy in. Uh, are grateful for everything that he did for us and uh, and certainly wish it weren't the case, but it is. And so, uh, you know, we just kind of we're, we're ready to move to the next phase, but certainly wish Matt all the best. You know, from somebody take, outside of the program taking a look in, I mean, he, Matt looked like he was okay with his role. He looked like he was, you know, he was comfortable coming off of the bench and, and uh, making an impact. Is Was there something that uh, you may have seen throughout the season that, Maybe you saw this coming. No, I, I would say that Matt was great. Like, like we saw the same thing you did. That uh, he was great. In fact, he's probably played as effective basketball as he ever has in that role, and uh, was never a problem with in the locker room with teammates, any of that. You know, so um, I think it's just when the season's over and you kind of reflect on the season, and then this the way the rules written now. Uh, you know, a guy kind of can can explore his options for a fifth year. Um, you know, I think that that kind of is just just all kind of played into it, and uh, and Matt decided to move on. Yeah, that's a that's a great sign of of character. I mean, for for him to kind of think I'm probably going to transfer after this year, but not cause any problems and and keep that that team chemistry going. Yeah, that's, that's important, that show, especially that for the lot. point guard. Yeah, I mean, he's playing starter minutes, and you couldn't tell that he was overly upset. And it's it's disappointing as a BYU fan. That Carlino transfers because he is a good player. So now you look to next year, and I'm interested in, in knowing what you guys have in store for the point guard position. Obviously, Kyle is the starter, uh, and you hope that he's healthy in time for the beginning of the season. Who do you run as a, a point guard if Kyle, uh, I guess, at, at least as the backup, but if Kyle's not ready at the beginning of the year? Well, um, that's kind of what the offseason is going to be for. Um, we're really excited. Jordan Chapman just got off his mission 
Jordan is a is a true point guard. Played point guard in high school. Played point guard all through AAU, um, and is is a big guy. You know, six four, six five. He's got really good. You go perimeter big skill. point guards now. Well, I, I think what we, we just try to find the very best one we can. They just happen to be tall. They just happen to be bigger. Yeah, yeah. just a um, benefit. Right, which is which just isn't less. a bad thing. Uh, he's got great length. He's got great feel for the game. He's, I would call him definitely a pass first guy. That is um, hmm. always has his head up, you know, looking to try to push the ball up the floor. Uh, and then, um, you know, we've got some decisions to make with other guys in, in the program. Uh, I think another guy you may see is uh, a guy like Frank Bartley, who played at point at point, played wow. play yes. some point. Yes. Uh, I think Frank is a guy that can break the defense down. He can make decisions, get to the middle, create, uh, you know, an op- advantage for us in, in the, the middle of the key there. So we've got some decisions to make, but we, we really like the options that we have, too. I'm a, I'm a fan of, uh, of Frank, so that's, that's exciting news. Coach, when, when, when a, a player like Carlino decides to transfer, obviously there's a, a sense of urgency, right? And, okay, what, what are we going to do? How does this change things up? Does that situation kind of get your wheels turning of maybe we should go and look for a transfer? And, and if so, what does that, that transfer process look, looks like, look like for, for you guys? The, that's an inter- interesting question. Um, typically, that would be an option. Uh, this year, we are actually right at our number of scholarships, um, and so we don't have a, a spot for another transfer mm-hmm. right now okay. for scholarship. Uh, it is interesting, though, that across the country, I just saw this weekend, there are over 400 players transferring from Division One basketball schools. See, see that? That's, that's more a, than one a team. That's right. There's I two, like what, it. 253? I right. I mean, the list, it's crazy. So, I mean, it's something that I think we all have to look at, and, and we all have to recruit players to come. And then we've got to do a better, you know, across the board probably, across the country, we probably have to do a better job of retaining these guys. Um, but that that's a big statement. There's over 400 guys out there looking yeah. to transfer to another school. Yeah, and I, we talked about this earlier this morning, and I think this is going to be a problem here soon. This with, graduate with transfer the, situation. Right, with, 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 with seniors being, you know, they, 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 they're done, they get their degree, and then they can leave. And you know, essentially, without penalty and right, play the right, next year. Right, right, without, without penalty, they don't have to – they can play right away. And I, I think it's, it's just a, it's a loophole. You know, I, I, don't, I don't like it. I, I, I think it messes up everything. And, and I think if a, if a player comes in and, and, you know, they, they, and they commit, then that's great. They should stay committed. But it's kind of like a, maybe like a pouting or, or mad situation where, I, you know, I'm mad about my situation. I'm going to leave. I'm just going to try to get my degree and get straight A's and, and then leave. I mean, do, do you think that the NCAA should, should crack down on that rule? Well, it is the rule that is right now. And so, you know, my, my opinion of it, it really doesn't make that much difference. But uh, I think what with the rule the way it is right now, I think it's just something we all have to kind of look at. And we've all got to do a really good job of understanding that rule. I think, like you, that uh, it's something that's being looked at because I do believe that some view it as a loophole. Um, and typically those loopholes over the years – have been noticed and then kind of tied up. Right. So I would assume that it's probably something that will will happen, but as of right now, it's not. I mean, that this is the rule, so we've just got to do our best to deal with it the way it's written. 400. Gosh. 400 is a lot. 400. Tim Lacombe, BYU men's basketball assistant coach, is on BYU Sports Nation. We had Tyler Hawes on Friday. He uh, made it official. Not, it wasn't a big surprise, but said that he will return uh, his senior season to BYU and not pursue anything with the NBA uh, he would have had to declare for the draft if he went, uh, which would have been a surprise to me, later this week. Uh, did you guys have conversations with Ty about at least 
gauging, checking the waters? Well, the the way that they've they've made the time frame now, it's not like you it can't used even to work be. out for the teams right. anymore. Right? So, so it used to be kind of an advantage to put your name out there, and then you could go work out for teams and get feedback. Right. And now the way they've structured it is you really can't do that. So there's there's not as much. Um, meaning, I guess, in going out and getting those workouts and the feedback. So most of the feedback comes prior to that decision. Um, but, you know, Ty is Ty is a guy who is always kind of trying to improve, always trying to find the next step to become a better player. The next step seems to be Lil Haas. Yeah. That's part of the next step with yeah. him. Yeah, no question. Uh, that's <laughs> my understanding. I guess we'll see, right? <laughs> uh, who knows what these guys will come up with next, but I'm just glad it's not lip-syncing again and they, <laughs> and they didn't ask the me to do out. it. Yeah. But, uh, I really wanted a coaching staff lip-sync. I'm bummed there wasn't yeah, one. Yeah, I think Coach Pope did too, but I don't think the rest of us did. <laughs> like Pope wanted to be like the, the, uh, an opera singer or something. I think he would have been great. But, uh, no, Ty, Ty is a guy that hopefully, you know, this time next year we're talking about going into the draft. And um, he, that's where he's set his sights, as well as, as all the guys we recruit. Those guys, that's their goal when they come here. Um, but, yeah, I think that the time frame for the draft has kind of made it a little easier on us. For We don't have to sweat it out for a couple of weeks. Yeah. Friday he was on the show, and he talked about what he needed to focus on this summer. I don't think it was any surprises. I mean, a lot of it was defensive stuff. Uh, I, I need to have a good, good off season uh, on the defensive end. I think people, people know I can score the ball. Uh, there, there's little things on defense I, I can do better at. Um, like what? And, uh, just keeping guys in front, mm-hmm. um, staying in front of uh, quicker guys, and then um, just making it tough on, on good shooters. Is that the next step for him, to, is to be a, an elite defender? I think that is a step that, that Ty's really serious about, as, as well as our team. I think that's what we have to do to take the next step. Um, you know, when you look back at this year, I think it's, our team got better defensively as the year went on. Uh, and, and it was probably was no, by, it wasn't a mistake that we probably simplified some things along the way and the guys were just able to go out and play. Um, defensively? But yeah, defensively. I think that that's something that Ty is, uh, is definitely committed to. And being one of the leaders on our team, you know, hopefully during the, the workouts in the offseason, that's something that all of our guys take that serious because I think that will help us to take the next step, uh, you know, and start to advance back in the tournament again. Let's finish with this, our Twitter question. As BYU is in the middle of the finals week, what's your worst finals experience? My worst finals experience, man, that's, that's like going back way back in time. Um, man, I would think that it was probably a – I had a, a logic class and uh, logic, logic, and <laughs> I'm I'm not the most logical guy in the world. And I just remember <laughs> say, sitting up at one night. It was like philosophy and logic or something like that. And so I sat up one night and confused the. the I was so confused on conditional and unconditional and tying all these phrases together. And I I remember taking the test and getting it done. And uh, I'd stayed up all night long and I walked out of there and you get your little scantron and it said I'd passed. And I'm telling you, I've never one time gone back to any logic or philosophy. <laughs> it's not me. There's no interest in my brain. I, I had to pass the class and I passed it. And, and from, from there, I've never even thought about using it again. Well, well done. Those classes uh, seem easy on the surface and never are. Nope. Tim Lacombe, thanks for the time. Good luck with stuff during the summer. Thanks for having me on. Tim Lacombe. In his first start for BYU, Robbie Sutton led the Cougars to a dominant sweep over USC. What will he do Thursday? He joins us next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
We're very interested at Southern Virginia University in developing the whole person. I think we're building a tradition of character and a tradition of excellence, and uh, we're doing it one athlete at a time. Southern Virginia University is a place where you can be passionate about your education, committed to excellence as an athlete, and never compromise your faith. Get your business in the game with the BYU Sports Nation Sponsorship. For details, email sponsorship at byu.edu. Them has cinnamon. The sticky buns are very cinnamon. It has caramel and frosting. They're very sticky. The choice is yours at Chuckarama. Smith Auto, a proud supporter of BYU TV Sports, sells Ford vehicles. Ford and Smith Auto offer a selection of cars and trucks providing a range of transportation choices, including the Ford Fusion sedan, the Edge crossover SUV, the Mustang performance car, and an array of trucks like the F-150. Each product line comes with optional packages designed with performance, comfort, and safety in mind. Ford, go further. After the Japanese attack in the Pacific, America prepares for war. The most incredible industrial transformation in history turns America into an unrivaled military power as American men and women go to work and fight to keep our nation free. Let's take a ride. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Jerem Jordan alongside hashtag Logan Takeover, Brian Logan. The MPSF semifinals are Thursday on BYU TV as the Cougars take on UC Santa Barbara. The match begins at 10 Eastern time. It's a big one, especially the way BYU played uh, Saturday night, dominated USC, uh, and now look forward to a big-time match with Santa Barbara. If you're interested and local in coming to the match before, uh, it's at 7 Eastern time, Stanford and Pepperdine. That's going to be a good one. We now welcome in the setter, Robbie Sutton, who made his first career start Saturday uh, in victory uh, to uh, the, the quarterfinal victory against USC. Congratulations on the win. What in the world happened Saturday? Because that was the best match the team has played all season. Yeah, it was. We, I think we just came in with a bunch of confidence. That's what it was. We had a great week of practice, and we just had a bunch of fun. I'd say that's what happened, fun and confidence and we just had a bunch of fun. It's always a good formula. Yes, that is a great <laughs> equation formula. and formula. Why were you so confident, given the fact that there were two big things going into the game? A four-match losing streak, mm-hmm. and then the unknown, which was you. You had not started a match before. Tyler Heap, the setter, sprained his ankle, and you come in and you dominate. Why were you guys so confident? Um, I think it all kind of led to it. The whole season leading up to it, I, I had been the backup setter, but we had practice just like me and Tyler competed every single day and the so, cauldron the cauldron tell us yeah. about the cauldron so the cauldron's a little system they have set up where every single play um in practice counts for points so it doesn't matter if you're serving to Ooh. the backup passers every single point that you do uh matters so I think that competition bred for me to be able to be ready for this opportunity even though I hadn't started a game aim all year 
I like that. That's that's nice. Me, that's 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 man. The men's volleyball practice uh, everything's meaningful because if you lose the cauldron, you're pr- you're probably not going to start. Yeah, it, it weighs into who starts is how uh, how well you do in the cauldron for the last ten days. So there's a lot riding on every practice. True competition, right there. How how were you feeling knowing that? Okay, it's 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 my it's my turn. You know, it's 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 my turn to step up. My time to shine. Yeah. How did you how did you take in that moment? I just excited. I woke up Saturday morning, I called my mom, and I was like, I'm playing USC in a playoff match. Couldn't be anything better. <laughs> record, me, record me, Mom. Record me. Your first career start is like the biggest match of the year. Yeah. How did you not let, let that get to you? I don't really know. Honestly, I that golf match with my dad and, and the so Sanders you, Tell us about huge. that. You go and play golf. Yeah, so your... we... Uh, me and Taylor actually got super close this summer from golfing. We would go golfing together, and so um, we just got together with my dad, his dad, and, and went out and played around. And so who won? My dad. Yeah. 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 If he's too good of a golfer, I can't compete with him. But Taylor's dad's good, Steve. He's yeah. a good golfer. So he's for a good your golfer dad to win, too. That means something. Yeah. And so we we did that, and then uh, I came back after nine to take a final, but I was way too excited, so I didn't take a final. I just kind of <laughs> I took a nap. I went and uh, had lunch with my fiance, and and all of it just kind of led to being calm and confident. And I, I just had a blast. That's all it was. A peace over you yeah. throughout the, throughout those things. Hey, if you uh, if you want to go putt putt, I'm pretty good. Uh, you know, we can go to Trafalgar. We or still have to just confirm this. We only have one source, and it's I you, Brian. A, I actually have a video. Uh, yeah, we, we'll discuss it later. <laughs> hey, we we hear that you crush it off the tee. By the way, how's your how's your golf game, especially off the tee? Well, I hadn't played in eight months, but I hit the fairway pretty much every time. If I don't top it, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the key. Just hit it cleanly. Exactly. Try and get it on the fairway. We're exactly. talking to Robbie Sutton, the setter for BYU men's volleyball. First career start Saturday. BYU crushes. USC. Were you surprised to the degree to which you guys played successfully Saturday? I mean, you didn't just win. You 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 said after the game, yeah. we knew that we could come out and I forgot the exact phrase. Uh, take it to these guys or work pound em. these guys, yeah. work these guys. Work yeah. I I wasn't surprised at all. Really, we had a great week of practice, and if you looked past those last two weeks, we crushed USC last time there in the gym, yeah. and yeah. and I think. It took us just getting over that mental hump a little bit. But after that, I wasn't surprised at how well we did. I mean, we have some of the best hitters from our outsides to right sides to middle. We have all the tools to do that to, to a lot of teams. So I wasn't surprised. So do you think that was the, the biggest difference for you guys going into this game compared to the, the last is, is how good of practice you guys had? Um, I think it played a big role. And just mentally, I think I think uh, after we clinched, we maybe let up a little bit, and so then we knew you're in Hawaii. We're it's in easy Hawaii. to do that. Here, yeah. it comes out. It comes out. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we tried to, but I think, I mean, just naturally, maybe that happened. It's, it's human nature. Yeah, maybe it, it happened, and so these those four days, that practice was key just to mentally get back in it, and we uh, we came out with the confidence because of that. I think. Robbie Sutton is on BYU Sports Nation. He's the setter. What I didn't realize, not having uh, called much with you in the matches, is that you're the same height as Tyler Heath. Yeah. 6'6", six, six, right? Same height. Live together from San Diego. We're pretty much the same person. You're like Twins. the same dude, <laughs> minus the sprained ankle. There you go. Uh, how is Tyler Heap, and does he have a chance of coming back at all this season, you think? Um, he's still in a boot, still limping around. So I don't really know. I know he's been getting a lot of treatment with uh, – 
Blaine and our, and our athletic trainers and stuff. So I think it's kind of a day-to-day thing. Hopefully we'll be able to get him back in practice. It's always nice to have him in practice, but I don't know. I don't know what it's like for uh, the rest of the season. Do you expect to be the guy the rest of the year? Mentally I'm preparing for that, yeah. Um, I'll I'll do whatever the team needs, but mentally I, that's what I'm preparing for, just to be ready for uh, for anything I need to do. So looking at looking ahead to, to Thursday's matchup, yeah. how do you guys carry this momentum? Do you guys go and play some golf, some more golf? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta you gotta take some finals this right. week too. Yeah, yeah. Some guys graduate Thursday. They do. That's the day of the match. Yeah. So I think we just do what we've done uh, all season. Got practice at three every day this week, and and not put too much emphasis on doing anything different than we've done every day for this whole uh, this whole season. Can you guys put can you guys pull off the finals? Can you can you talk to your teachers and say, hey, this is very come important. on, man, Brian, Brian, what are you asking? What the heck? I wish. Can I take it on you know Friday, Saturday? Saturday just, they're going to be busy as well. Sunday in the title yeah. match. I just wish they'd give me, give me a B and let me go. But uh, they're, they're <laughs> right, making, that's they're, what I'm talking about. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking come. about right they're there. They're making me come. Let's finish with uh, the Twitter question with you, Robbie. As BYU's in the middle of finals week, what's your worst finals experience? My worst finals experience? Um, mm, I don't have many. I've, I've done pretty well in all my finals here. But Jeez. I'd say my worst is BYU Testing Center. I'm a mechanical engineer, so I had a three-and-a-half-hour final one time. Mm. Just the timing. Wow. Uh, it's brutal. That is brutal. Ooh, I wouldn't have took that one. You're a better man <laughs> than me. Well, before you leave, uh, please sign our uh, Rise Up flag, if you will. All right, yeah. Good definitely. luck Thursday, 10 Eastern time, live on BYU TV. Robbie Sutton and the Cougars will take on Santa Barbara. Go get them. Thanks. Go work them again. BYU beat Santa Barbara at home earlier this season in the MPSF semifinal Thursday night. Big sweep, a couple of quarterfinal wins, karma, rivalry win. It's all in the Cougar Whip around. Coming up next, this is BYU Sports Nation. This is Bronco Mendenhall, and this is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Thanks, Bronco. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Jerem Jordan, Brian Logan hanging out. You know what time it is? Time for it, Logan's it's Brain. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's Volleyball. And an overpass. Rivera from the back row, 22-14, and now BYU taking a full pendulum swing of momentum into five. Watch it fly by as the pendulum swing, as Chester Bennington once said. MPSF Player of the Year, Taylor Sander at 13 kills, to Sway Rivera 10, as BYU cruised to a three-set sweep over USC at the Smithfield House Saturday night in the quarterfinal match of the MPSF. BYU will face UC Santa Barbara Thursday in Provo, live on BYU TV at 10 Eastern time. Baseball! BYU beat LMU Friday and Saturday. The Cougars are in a tie for seven and four games out of fourth place. Top four make the WCC tournament. BYU plays at Utah Valley tomorrow night. Softball. I call that the University Parkway Collision. I haven't heard a better it's name five yet. Five minute, five minute, 30 second drive. <laughs> exactly. BYU beat Weaver State in softball 7-3 Friday in Provo. Sydney Broderick, she was on the show. She leveraged her BYU Sports Nation karma. She went three for three with the home run. And three RBIs. Yep. Nice. The, the Cougars are off until Friday. Tennis. It was a weekend sweep for BYU tennis over the weekend over Gonzaga. Holler. The women cruised to a 4-3 win while the men's team made it easy for the Zags, beating them 7-0. <laughs> Nicely done. <laughs> then also beating number 75th. Number 75th. They rank them up to 75. That's silly. Portland on Saturday, 6-1. Track and field. Portlandia. BYU distant runner 
Curtis Carr qualified for the NCAAs this weekend at the Mount Sac Relays, running the fastest time in the nation in the 3,000-meter steeplechase, 8 minutes, 37 seconds, .54. Rugby. After a slow start, the BYU rugby team took over the Varsity Club Super Regional match, uh, dispatching Dartmouth. Ready for it? Ready for it? 70 to 15. Oh, yeah. BYU will host a Navy Saturday in a semifinal match at 1 o'clock Mountain Time. Lacrosse. Big road victory for the lacrosse team. They beat that team up north 18 to 6 on Saturday. Nicely done. Who gets our rise in chat today? What do you think? I like Robbie. Robbie Sutton gets today's rise and shot. The cool, he, calm, yeah. collective. I yeah. like that. Super chill personality. You can see why he gets into those tense moments. I mean, that was a huge moment for him. You're the backup, and then you're thrown into that kind of situation. Bright, and bright he, lights, man. He dominated. I mean, he didn't play well. He played great. That, that stage, and he was like, oh, yeah, it was nothing, man. I, I do this every day, This dog. is what I do. I do this every day, dog. Like, what kind of question is that, Brian? Today's uh, Twitter question, what's your worst finals experience? Let's go to the Twitter machine. At Schaefer SW, had an astronomy final that started, here's a problem we had at NASA. I was a sociology major. (laughs) I had no chance. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to be sweating bullets if that was the first line. At Clark Clark A. Munson, something like that. Every finals week ever. Ever. (laughs) I can't remember thinking, man, finals, I love this. Forever. At my segmentary. Spring term 2005, should have been taking my corporate finance final. Went to the ER with kidney stones instead. Wow. That is worse. At Spencer Linton. Oh, I know him. My worst final week experience in college. How about that one time I didn't get an A? Hashtag nightmare. Hashtag selective memory. What? Did he get straight A's? I didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. whatever. Hey, thanks to our guests today and everyone on our crew. Episodes of the show are on demand at BYUsportsNation.com every afternoon and on BYUtv.org slash DVR. For Brian Logan, I'm Jeremy Jordan. Random shout-out to Ron Salise. BYU Sports Nation, back at it tomorrow.